2: Well, we might be getting the Super Bowl a week early. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you. Perloff and I literally just saying before we got on the air how excited we are to watch these two games in the championship round. But Perloff, I got to tell you, I think we might be getting the Super Bowl in the AFC championship game this weekend.
4: Um, You mean with all the pomp and circumstance?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a little of the hype. Uh, I love the 49ers-Lions yeah. matchup. I love these two teams that are so interesting, and for so many different reasons, it's fun. But don't you get a sense that much like how we talked about Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning in a lot of those yeah. AFC championship game showdowns, or how we talked about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen in some divisional rounds, I can't help but look at the two quarterbacks, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and think, man, this sort of feels like the Super Bowl. This AFC championship game feels like the one with just the big MVPs. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's going to overshadow the NFC because that game is, again, a lot of really fun, awesome storylines and two really great teams. But the AFC, to me, just has a, something a little bit more unique.
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have Lamar Jackson going against Patrick Mahomes. I understand. But think about what happened when Tom Brady played Peyton Manning in the playoffs. You had no idea what was going to happen in the Super Bowl. He might beat Peyton Manning and go and <laughs> lose to Eli Manning in that's the next round. True. Lose to his brother. Yeah, lose to so Nick Foles. I totally understand your logic. Yes, this is a historic matchup. Lamar at his peak against the GOAT, uh, the current GOAT in Patrick Mahomes. But, come on, you know that you can throw anything that happens – uh, this weekend out the window, comes Super Bowl. I mean, the, we know the Niners are favored against the Ravens, yep. mysteriously, I will admit. We know the Niners will be a pretty good favorite over the Chiefs. So how can you say that this is a Super Bowl when the team that wins this game isn't necessarily going to be favored coming into the next game?
2: I get it, but I just want to go through a couple things. So this is the first time we're going to have a conference championship with two MVPs under the age of 30. It's only the fifth time we get a conference championship with two former MVPs. You have the defenses, Baltimore, number one scoring defense, number one in sacks. Kansas City, number two scoring defense, number two in sacks. They're just so evenly matched. And then you get the history on the line part of this where I feel like the AFC, listen, no more histories on the line than the Detroit Lions to get their first Super Bowl appearance in the Super Bowl era. However we've said this before and it's almost become a cliche Detroit's kind of playing with house money. Like the fact that they won two playoff games are back to relevance are back to being a contender. I don't want to say mission accomplished for the lions, but sort of you have the San Francisco 49ers who have been in what four NFC championship games in the last five years. You have the amount of talent Kyle Shannon. They're not going anywhere. I don't think that the 49ers, does their reputations all take this real massive hit if they don't get to the Super Bowl? I don't think so, because I think they're coming back next year. Meanwhile, with the history on the line part of this in the AFC, Mahomes chasing down Brady, Andy Reid's legacy in terms of where he is with coaching, and then what Lamar has to gain or lose individually with this game, in, in some ways I think the storylines almost blow the other game out of the water. And so for... The quarterback matchup for all of that, I feel like the AFC is the Super Bowl. Am I am I being dis- I don't mean to be disrespectful to the NFC. I just think if, this is so tilted towards the AFC in terms of intrigue.
4: If you were gonna write a screenplay about and try and sell a movie about one of these four teams, which would it be? The Lions. Yes. Are you forgetting <laughs> okay. this is the story of the year? And you think Dan Campbell uh, thinks that, oh, we've gone far enough. That dude would eat your kneecap to win this game. Yeah, I, know. I don't think I that, know about
2: the kneecap. that
4: there's any, oh, I don't expect the Lions to come out and say, oh, we've gone far enough. I, I think both matchups are incredibly fascinating. And I think you underestimate to the Niners, this is going to sound weird because the Ravens killed them the Niners are probably the best team here. So you can't say the Super Bowl is on the AFC when all the metrics point... I mean, the Niners have the best... There's no combo of offense and defense like the Niners if you look at the whole season. So, no, this is is not a case where... When you say this week is the Super Bowl, it means that either of the teams that won are just going to destroy the NFC opponent. And that's not what's going to happen here. And I honestly, like, aren't you fascinated by the Niners Lions? It's almost the perfect matchup. Both matchups are perfect. The the Niners and Lions are exact opposites. The Niners are the established bully, and the Lions are the upstart. It's a David versus Goliath.
2: No, I love that. But here's if the Lions do pull the upset in San Francisco. Oh,
4: my God. That'd be amazing.
2: Okay. It'd be awesome. But. Do you, you don't think that the Ravens or the Chiefs, definitely the Ravens, would be favored by a fair amount?
4: Yeah, no, the Lions is a problem if they get the Super Bowl because they'll be a big underdog. But that being said, I think they would be favored. Obviously, the Ravens destroyed the Lions when they played this year in Baltimore. But I think Ravens
2: also destroyed the 49ers the, when they played in Santa Clara.
4: Right. But I think if the lions find a way to beat the Niners, then that it's just going to be so fascinating. I think a lot of people will be like, Ooh, they can do that to San Francisco. How do we know they can't do that to Baltimore? Because the game would be indoors where Jared Goff is actually good at football. <laughs> and I think the lions can, can run on Baltimore too. So no, I think that'd be an amazing matchup.
2: I'm all for it, but you have to admit When it comes to the most important position in the NFL, it is quarterback. And Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, coming off of Mahomes versus Josh Allen, it's just a different level when we're talking about that part of this. And we know how this goes because we do this for a living. So much of the NFL history is told through the story of the quarterback. Whether that's fair or unfair – that is how this sport tends to get remembered. And for that reason, Mahomes versus Jackson, having these two MVPs, I mean, Jackson called it a heavyweight fight yesterday. Mm. Like, I I just think this is what is going to end up being remembered maybe the most.
4: Well, do we really remember the specific Peyton Manning-Tom Brady games? Well, most, clearly not. We remember the Super Bowls. I, I'm i trying to think what, I mean, they were close what Peyton manning games. They were in great games, though. And that's the other thing, too. Baltimore does not play great, pretty aesthetic games. Oh. They're gonna make they're gonna make it a fight in a phone booth, as everyone says. So I I I can't see it necessarily being the prettiest. Uh I, I was saying the other day, can you actually picture Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes with two minutes left? We've never seen Lamar in that kind of situation. What kind of quarterback is he? I have no idea. I would love to see that, but I don't think that's the way the game plays out. It's going to be more like Peyton Manning, Tom Brady games, which are always ugly come playoff because Bill Belichick would get in Peyton Manning's head and make it just sort of (laughs) just not the game that we thought. And that's, I kind of expect this way. I don't think we're going to see peak Mahomes and peak Lamar Jackson here. I don't think we're going to have a great quarterback battle like we always see with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes.
2: Okay, is that because you're being so deferential to the defenses or because you think the game just isn't going to allow it to go that way? Because you told me this before, I you're like po- I don't think you're gonna. Get, you thought you were gonna get a B plus Lamar game, but yeah. I wasn't sure why.
4: Uh, Lamar and the Ravens just blew out the Houston Texans, right? Thirty one ten. He threw for 152 yards. That's nothing. That's why, uh, and that's against the Houston Texans. And the Kansas City is a much better defense than Houston. So why is Lamar? There's why would you expect a pretty aerial attack from Baltimore? They're just gonna run, 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 run.
2: Okay, but I don't necessarily think even if you looked at the um final like totals of those stats for Lamar Jackson from the second half. Once that basically once Houston missed that field goal going into halftime in the second half, who dominated the game?
4: The well, Ravens. Lamar, it was, it was never yeah. a doubt. Even if the, the numbers Texas are gaudy though, Texas never even scored a touchdown. Yeah, right. They had one punt return. So that was not an aesthetically pretty game. It certainly wasn't. I mean, Lamar had two drives in the, in the third quarter that looked pretty, but the rest of the game was sort of just kind of, garbage
2: I guess here's the difference is it pretty versus were they in control
4: right well and, to be in control is not going to be pretty I think Baltimore is going to impose their physical will on this game and that's not going to be a pretty quarterback battle understand but,
2: yeah I, I mean if you think it's going to be more of a defensive battle then I understand that part of it but I also think there's a strategic part yeah where look at what happened and I know it's a little bit of like different styles but Last week, the Bills had to go on these really sustained drives. Like, they needed to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. And so you have both teams who are going to be trying to keep the ball out of the other person's hands to not go on these sustained drives because you almost get the sense with a game like this, and we're talking about the AFC Championship game, and I've said I think this is setting up to be more like the Super Bowl with these two heavyweight quarterbacks and just how this battle's going to go. You want... Sustain drives because yeah. just the team who has the more, has more possessions on offense might be the de facto winner here.
4: Right. I honestly, if I'm Baltimore, I don't even drop back. I'm just running, 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 running. I mean, the chiefs just let up. The bills are not that good a running team and they ran wild on the, on the chiefs. How many running yards do they have? Almost 200 yards. And on the opposite side, Baltimore ran for, there's going to be handoff Lamar run, handoff Lamar run. Is it, there's no way. Remember the 36, 33 bills, chiefs game. The yeah. third, that was everything was in the air. I think this game is the exact opposite. I think it's one on the ground. If you're the Ravens, do you have any fear of the Chiefs run defense? I mean, they just got gashed by James Cook. Yeah. I think this is going to be a Baltimore run game.
2: Interesting. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Can we hear a little sound, please, from this game? Let's get into Patrick Mahomes talking about the Ravens defense, still the identity of this Baltimore team.
4: There's definitely been some schematic changes, um, but at the end of the day, it's the Ravens. I mean, it's, they're going to play physical, they're going to play fast, they're going to play hard, um, and they have a lot of pride in defense. I mean, obviously they have the offense and they, they've put up a lot of numbers over these last few years, um, but if you think about the Ravens' as defense and they're going to fly around and try to dictate tempo, that's just who they are. And so it's our job is to go out there and, and play our game,
2: um, play fast, play physical as well, um, and match their tempo. All right. Mahomes says he's ready for the challenge of facing that Ravens D. So it's going, to be a, it's going to be a
4: great challenge. I'm excited for it. I mean, I know it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But at the same time, this is what you want at
2: this point in the playoffs. Okay, let's hear on the Ravens side of things. Here's John Harbaugh. The Chiefs have all this championship experience. They're playing in their sixth straight AFC championship game. Let's move on. Lamar Jackson says can't shy away of facing the Chiefs. All right. We'll listen to Lamar a little later.
4: Um, that, By the way, Mahomes, that was such quarterback speak. I'm looking forward to this challenge. Oh, you are? Okay, thanks. <laughs> well, it's
2: a unique one.
4: Well, Mahomes is so mild-mannered to uh, even – I can't believe you guys are, are are thinking that Patrick Mahomes is getting to the annoying stage. What, the guy says all the right things and does all the right things. Maybe his wife is overbearing in the Netflix documentary, but Patrick Mahomes is awesome. So is Lamar Jackson.
2: Uh, okay. I never said that they were annoying. Well, I think
4: I'll I'll say, I'll say a lot of people think that the Chiefs thing is starting to veer towards the annoying. I don't think that's, I think that's okay to say. It's not just okay. Mahomes. It's everything going on with Taylor Swift and yes. Travis I, I, and Mahomes
2: and Jason
4: and uh, that all the celebrities in the box. Okay. I uh, yeah. I think that is fair to say. That's not a mean thing to say.
2: No, it's not a mean thing to say. And you're absolutely right. I guess maybe my I'm hang I'm hung up on the word annoying, but you might be right. About I, that. Okay, that's just, that's
4: too pejorative. It's
2: just too much. It's yeah. it's too much. And the thing about the Chiefs. Is they were already turning unlikable, not because of the individual personalities, but because of the winning. Yeah. The winning breeds the contempt. You know, they are top of the mountain. They are close to being a dynasty of this particular moment. Yeah. You know, Mahomes could chase down Tom Brady. The winning makes them uh naturally sort of turns them into villains. Yeah. And then you add all the celebrity stuff on top. And the thing is about the celebrities, they have zero chill. How are these celebrities so Thirsty looking, I and mean, maybe which ones, I mean, Taylor?
4: Well, yeah, of course.
2: I mean, I guess we got to put Brittany in there. They're all they're all so up in it. There's no, there's just no chill. There's no act like you've been there before.
4: Paul I mean, Rudd is acting like he's been there before. Eric Stone Street's acting like they're, they're a not lot in t-
2: that booth. That's that, what I'm saying. No, that,
4: that, that booth is terrible. That's one of the worst places on earth. No,
2: those celebrities actually have been with this team yeah. and have followed it. And you get the fun Paul Rudd on the field after the Super Bowl, fine. Melissa Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge is a real fan. I yeah, mean, yeah. she's been around. Dan Patrick, you guys did all those great interviews with yeah, Melissa. Yeah, she
4: writes songs to uh, the Chiefs. She's awesome.
2: She's like the best. She's the type of fan that you really want. The bandwagoners. You can coming. Kara Delvine has been a lifelong Chiefs fan. No. So they're annoying and I thought that Jason Kelsey got really annoying. Like Jason Pe- Kelsey, you don't get enough airtime. Now you gotta be drunken with the shirt off. Come on, man.
4: You're being too nice because I we have a friend with a thick Boston accent who called me last night and said, I hope that whiny Mahomes loses. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> and he was talking about yeah. Mahomes did take a little bit of a ding. Because this year, for some reason, he's been kind of blaming other people and blaming the officials. He went up to Josh Allen after the game and complained about the Kadarius Tony offsides call. I think a lot couldn't of people be
2: gracious in defeat
4: couldn't be gracious in defeat. But I think that's overly judgmental. Because who? I mean, he lost a tough game, and him and Josh Allen are besties. I didn't have a huge problem with that.
2: I try not to judge guys right in the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you want to give them a little bit of grace. But as far as the Chiefs being annoying, I just I can't believe how much they're all mugging for the cameras. I mean, Travis Kelsey putting up the heart after he scores the touch. I mean, it's like you guys have some kind of PR playbook that like who is scripting this stuff?
5: I feel like I'm watching like Coach Carter or Remember the Titans when I watch the Chiefs play every year.
2: Like, who was that for? The Swifties, I, I guess?
5: I, I try to defend the Chiefs.
4: The heart was a bridge too far. That one caused some problems also, in the think, Pearl Off household. Think
2: about the heart juxtaposed with he throws the heart up, and what's the next image we see of that celebrity box? Is Jason Kelsey without a shirt on climbing out the window to, like, high-five Bills fans? How Jesus?
4: bad will it be? If Jason Kelsey has a shirt on, I think all of America is
2: going to be disappointed. Okay, I've got a theory about this. Yes. I, I got into it a little bit yesterday, but I was thinking about it a little more after the show about why Jason Kelsey was so over the top in that game. First time he was meeting Taylor Swift, you know, yes. his his wife was like, please don't embarrass us. You right, know? right. And he was like, Too late. I think that he was trying to whether he did this consciously or unconsciously, I think he was trying to make a point to Taylor, which is I can upstage you. So you, it's like you, this famous person, we might be mixing families now and melding families, but just know there's a little bit of a power play on Taylor. I can get the cameras to focus more on me than they'll focus on you. And just sort of like, I don't want to say peeing on the grass a little bit, but definitely marking the territory. Like, Hey, at a football game, I'm the one who can get the, I am the one who can be the more famous person now in this stadium.
4: Yeah. It's an interesting theory. It makes a lot of sense. I, if I had to point to one thing, it would be the 40 beers. <laughs> I think that that is more wow. what led to him oh, taking that. his shirt off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a combo with factor. I, it's a really deep and it's probably accurate theory there. Like, this is my turf. But, yeah, I mean, all bets are off. I mean, you've had 40 beers. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Actually, you, I, you I don't think you could handle 40 beers.
2: <laughs> 40 beers. It would take me four weeks to have 40 I think beers.
4: you're giving a little too much credit. To at least the I'm not sure Jason Kelsey thinks on the next level. I think he's uh, a, <laughs> He's an he's instinct like, guy. Yeah, yeah. He just strikes me as uh forty beers in, anything could happen kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, you gotta admit, Jason Kelsey taking off his shirt and drinking beers with fans not far from his normal brand.
2: Yeah, maybe not. 855-212-4 CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right, you might be with me on Chiefs Are Annoying. Are you with me on the AFC is the Super Bowl? The AFC Championship is the Super Bowl. Again, no disrespect. To the Niners, to the Lions, I'm just saying it's stacked over there with the quarterback battle leading the way. A 212 4227 Got lots to do today, including our stream, which will be up in a moment. We're up on Twitch, twitch.com slash CBS Sports Radio. YouTube's going to be up in just a moment. So hold on, widows and coffee drinkers. We're coming to you in just minutes. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
4: Stream the NFL on Westwood one for free sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood one broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood one sports or in the Odyssey app. Get in the zone AutoZone AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone AutoZone restrictions apply. So the lines are drawn here on the Maggie and Perloff show. I somehow have to defend the modern dynasty, the most likable dynasty we've seen in many, many years because the other dynasty was the New England Patriots and nobody liked them. How <laughs> could you not like the Kansas City Chiefs? They have Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Nice Guy quarterback, flinging it all over the place. They have Andy Reid, pass me the nuggies in the commercial. Oh. You have Travis Kelsey, who is, listen to his podcast. He's salt of the earth, Maggie. This is a great bunch of dudes.
2: Yeah, add it all up and you get super annoying. I, it, just, <laughs> you know, the thing about Brady... And that dynasty is at least outwardly and publicly, what was the whole thing? Understated. Cheating well that but understated don't see it you know ne- never out there bragging never out there you know like he had Giselle the most famous supermodel in the world and you barely saw her she was a, maybe what m- maybe a couple no, times a oh, game.
4: Tommy can't pass and catch a ball that was what behind
2: you, the scenes by the way on that, camera no no that wasn't on camera that was a Patriots that was the the loser party Afterwards, Whatever. Giselle was
4: not that hard to find.
2: She wasn't that hard to find, but like you're going to tell me the Patriots of uh Tommy Hilfiger and uh who who's our guy from uh Jersey, John Bon Jovi. Those are the two celebrities. It was not a Taylor Swift situation. That's because
4: the Patriots were no fun and the celebrities didn't want to hang out there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Brady was pretty glamorous. 855-212-4CBS. Josh is in Harrisburg. Uh has a thought on this. Good morning, Josh. What's up?
0: Hey, guys. I look,
6: think I speak for most NFL fans when I say the Chiefs are definitely one of the most annoying teams I could remember. Thank you. The only, <laughs> the, the only question is, what what's most annoying about them? Is it Mahomes and his awful uh, commercials that aren't funny? I think he replaced with Jim Rogers yeah. you know, back in the day, who was actually, I thought, pretty funny. And then um, you got the whole Taylor Swift fiasco, and then you've got (laughs) him whining this year, you know, every time something doesn't go his way because he's never really faced adversity before.
2: Well, yeah, no, Josh, a couple of those points, I'm totally with you. I mean, I think Mahomes has faced adversity. I mean, he lost an AFC championship game at home. But, yes, Mm. the whining and complaining to the officials, the problem is, is if we dinged every guy who whined and complained to the officials, we wouldn't have anyone to cheer for anymore. Because oh, I know. that's part of it You gotta work the officials A little bit Especially when you're a star
4: uh, Lamar Jackson Calls for the flag On every single run Which is amazing uh, And usually He gets them So The thing about uh, Mahomes and those commercials Is yes Some are There's too many of them I'll give yeah. you that But the Ma Auto Is pretty funny Get out here Ma Auto <laughs> With him and Travis Kelsey Are next to each other Perloff
2: <laughs> just Chuckling to himself Yeah I Hilarious. mean listen The
4: best comedy writing In America right now Is for the insurance companies During <laughs> It's the only comedy writing And I don't know How many insurance companies There are But that's half the entertainment of the game is going to be progressive and safe arm. I don't hate Mahomes. Do you hate those
0: commercials? Remember when
4: he's giving that woman a a hair? For some reason, he's cutting her hair, (laughs) and little Troy Palomaro is
7: there. I'm all for that.
2: (laughs) I I don't have a strong thought on the commercials. It's not that. It's to me, it's like, how could this team be courting this much attention? Like Here's the thing about Taylor. Now she's been in all these games. How many games she's been to? Six? Seven games? Still front row, still with the cheering, still with the crazy over-the-topness. They celebrate every touchdown like it's your first career touchdown. Like, are you not aware that the Chiefs are the modern dynasty? They should be here. This is the the floor for the Kansas City Chiefs is the AFC championship game. Like, why are you guys freaking out over, you know, uh, week 17?
4: So it's Taylor. It's Taylor It's not And that's what the players want It's It's Oh Leave Britney, Poor Britney, out of it I Nobody know. likes Poor Brittany, Brittany. Uh, And certainly Let's leave Jackson As far away from this entire well, scene As we can I Jackson know. Mahomes I, honestly, I think it's Taylor Swift. I think people are annoyed by Taylor Swift, and I can't. I thought you were half swifty I'm, no, I'm disappointed. It's
2: not about. I, I'm actually more annoyed by Jason Kelsey. That really annoyed nah, me. Now,
4: nah, now nah, that's a bridge too far. that man can do no wrong.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> Josh uh, is in Pennsylvania. Wants to talk about. Uh, well, he's got a thought on what the Ravens should do this weekend. Hey, Josh, what's up?
5: Why in the world? And this may go to the Machiavelli and Maggie side, but why are the Ravens? allowing them to have a suite at the game, unless the NFL is mandating them to have, let them have a suite? I don't know.
2: Oh, for the celebrities, you mean? Yeah. Josh, got to be a safety issue, right? Which is funny uh, because yeah. Jason yes. Kelsey shirtless jumping out of the window of the suite kind of throws the whole safety thing out the window. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
4: that was... I can't believe everyone survived that incident. Big, no, but
2: Big Taylor's safety got, violation. But Taylor's got her own private security that's to be there. She can't just walk around. Like, unfortunately, I don't think as a society we can all... Contain ourselves. When Taylor's around, also, she, this is a weird story, but she had, like, a stalker that was outside of her apartment several times. Uh, She's got, like, a brownstone, actually, a couple blocks away from our studio, and some guy was out there just being a total weirdo creep.
4: Yeah, I think that uh, one thing, getting into an NFL game is pretty hard. There's probably a lot of season ticket holders. I don't think you have too many randos, but they do have to be in a suite. Also, the NFL would mandate the suite otherwise because they you got to it. They're giving
2: a free advertising. Yeah, I mean, the they're Swiss giving her free advertising. The-
4: I mean, the ratings on Taylor Swift games are pretty high. They would be high anyway, but I think the NFL loves this. Obviously, the NFL could write the script, you know they would have the Chiefs in the Super Bowl.
2: Absolutely. They want to be tracking Taylor's plane from the Asian yes. tour. Will she make it on time for yeah. kickoff? Then
4: and annoying doesn't mean you're not going to tune in. In fact, you might tune in just to be annoyed.
2: You know, I'd love to go around the room on this one. I don't hate watch things. I don't hate watch. I don't hate listen. That's not, I don't, I don't know about you guys. But how do you,
4: I don't understand though. You're a Mets fan and a Bills fan. How do you watch any sports? <laughs> That's <laughs>
2: called self-loathing.
4: That's <laughs> they, watch they hate the, us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: That's I different. don't I don't watch,
4: <laughs> but, uh, I don't yeah. watch
2: like The Bachelor or 90 Day Fiance. Uh, why, why would they, you
4: hate The Bachelor? The Bachelor is awesome. Yeah, so I, I was watching last just, night.
2: I was just thinking about what do people hate watch? Like the B- Real Housewives? I don't know. My
4: wife I, said The New Bachelor is cute, by the way. I'm already jealous. Joey is
5: eight. S level bachelor.
2: S level?
5: S level, which it, is like, is, S th- uh, is above A level. S is like oh, God level. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, because he's a tennis player? Tennis player, charming, handsome. He's a, he's a short king, but he's... He's, he's short. That's the only yeah. thing. I actually, How short are we talking? You're,
2: like the national he's average? Five,
5: I think he's about
4: 5'9". I had this exact discussion with my wife last night. She's like, that guy's cute. <laughs> Bogus, I'm like, yeah, you know no he's short.
6: you. Look at <laughs> you. No, that's a, I'm 5'9". <laughs> you go, just sh- were coiled.
4: And by the way, uh, the golden bachelor, say what you want, that thing worked like a charm. Absolutely. The 72-year-old bachelor, that was the most fascinating bachelor in a decade.
2: There, should, that should, should do go Another higher. one of those. Absolutely. Well, don't they have to do they flip, flip-flop now? So now it's got a 72-year-old you do a woman. you got a golden bachelorette. Right.
4: And by the way, the fact that he's a total fraud in every possible way behind <laughs> the scenes just adds to the intrigue. It
7: should go beyond seven. They go up to 80. 80? They do like 80-year-olds.
4: What is an example well, of a show? Martha's not
2: married. Could they do Martha Stewart? Date there you Martha go. Stewart?
4: What's a show that people hate watch? I, I, I think I know what you mean, but I'm trying to think of a concrete
5: example. I think
2: it's like the Housewives, yeah. probably.
5: Housewives. Some of the Vanderpump. And, a lot and, of everything on Bravo, honestly. Yeah. That would be what I would run to. The
2: one great idea that Bravo had for sports, which Andy Cohen gave to Bill Simmons, and now Bill Simmons is like passing this off as his own idea. Guys, we can't allow this to happen. But Andy Cohen had a great idea because they do a reunion after every season of these shows, Housewives, Vanderpump, Mm. Below Mediterranean. Below Deck. Something. Thank you. They do a reunion and everyone gets together. He's like, you should do that for sports and have a reunion after a season especially for, like, the NBA, get Kevin Durant and James Harden and Doc Rivers and get, and get Joel Embiid and get all these, the big drama people around for the end and be like, all right, well, you know, uh. S- Sally in Wichita wants to know, why'd you ask for a trade yep. when everything was going great? Or, do that, yeah.
7: Do that with all the Bucks coaches and Giannis.
2: Yeah, right.
5: <laughs> Adrian Griffin, let him come
7: back. <laughs>
2: yeah, Exactly. Then Adrian Griffin comes in, like, 25 <laughs> minutes into the episode, and he sits down. <laughs>
5: Yasi be like, oh, we we missed Adrian Griffin, and then AD Cole's like, really? Well, here's the tape of you dancing. Yeah.
2: Explain the tape. <laughs> it's like uh, Jessica and. In- Salt Lake City wants to know why did you say you were surprised when yeah. Adrian Giffrin was retired when, when he got fired when you were behind this? Whole it's
4: thing? an awesome idea, but the Atlanta Housewives are contractually obligated to sit there with Andy Code. Why would Joel Embiid come back and do this show?
2: <laughs> Ratings, baby.
4: <laughs> they're doing the
2: in-season tournament. Why would they do stuff like this? It's they, like It does, all it grows the sport.
4: You're talking about superstars. They don't give that away for free to get those <laughs> guys in a room. First of all, it's the, basically
2: the Playoff I mean, P podcast. Yeah, Except
4: annoying. for the LeBron show, There's no way those stars would do that, right?
5: I mean, inside the NBA, they they get good access. I mean, one at a time. yeah. I mean, it's one at a time. I know. But do you think
4: those guys would come back after the season, where they're
5: in Aruba?
2: Do it this way. Actually, do it with the guys who are not even. Do it with the next level guys who are actually telling you the truth. Like, give me a little Andre Iguodala, really spilling the tea, or someone of that level, and then maybe we get we get even more entries.
7: You're gonna have to pay them. You can barely get them to play the regular season, let alone (laughs) come back for a special. They 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 gonna they're gonna ask for more money and more yeah. incentive. Right.
2: Cohen's idea, guys. I, mean, I, I, I understand. It
4: it. I would watch the Housewives thing way before this because at least they're gonna be dramatic,
5: right?
2: You don't, you don't think,
5: think, yeah, James is gonna be dramatic? Have you heard how of about
2: Draymond Dream Green James. could host the thing.
5: Yeah,
4: Do you see a lot of James Harden in the offseason doing interviews.
2: Last yeah. time Do was
5: F- season, he was talking about <laughs> his GM is a liar. <laughs> and He's never gonna play for him.
2: That's, yeah, yeah, we gotta yeah. get him and Maury together,
5: right? Yeah, yeah.
7: When you went
2: to China, why did you say to a room full of children, "I'll never play for Dale Morey"? Let me repeat, I'll never play.
7: Now, if you do draw and be with uh, um, uh, Zach Galifianakis uh, against uh, in Two Ferns, yeah, that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> now, you know, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs>
8: that
6: will be
7: great. Put all
2: these ideas flying around. We can't give this stuff away. Think tank
6: over here. I know, right?
2: Uh, Andrew Bogish headlines. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great to have you back. Thank
6: you very much. Uh, LeBron extending his all-star game lead on all of us to 20 to nothing (laughs) yesterday. He is the first player ever... Picked for the game twenty times. It
0: means a lot to me, you know. I just try to come out here, put in the work, and then let the work pay off on a game-to-game basis. And you know, hopefully, I can continue to make my fans proud that uh, allows me to be on such a stage. So it's always an honor.
6: LeBron conducting yeah. on Spectrum Sports, mariachi Net
7: band back there. After
6: his <laughs> Lakers outscored the Bulls one forty-one,
4: one thirty-two. LeBron at this point of his life saying, "I I put the work in." I mean, what is that quote? I mean, <laughs> okay.
2: I think when we remember this time in our lives. Lives. There's going to be two quotes. The vibes being immaculate and doing the work. Everyone's doing the work. Back to you.
6: And I will point out that he's 104 years old as well and as is as all-star as well. star worthy. So he actually has put in the work <laughs> to make this possible. Yes. Yeah. I, think I, I just think every assessment. time every time
4: LeBron hits a milestone or everything, he's going up there and saying it's such an honor. He seems so bored by like hitting all these marks at this point. I'd honestly not Kareem's
2: that seemed like that one was
4: deal. a big deal but no he every every two weeks he has some new record and he just says, oh this is such an honor it means so much to me in NBA history I don't think he means any of that like that quote there That he didn't care about being a
5: 20th all star game does he <laughs> oh, wait till guy? we get
2: the LeBron 10 20 part documentary every one of these milestones yeah. this is going to be a chapter
5: are you kidding me the way he wants to talk about how much better he is than Jordan he's counting all these as hope that he can somehow make this a race It's an honor. I just put in the work and hope I can play. I don't think he cares anymore about that stuff.
4: I think he's just hanging on for Bronny at this point, right? I don't know. Where is LeBron now? He's really good. I know he's playing really well. But if he really wanted to get another ring, he would have probably left the Lakers at this point.
2: Uh, It's not an easy where he would go, though. It's not an easy fit. Because I don't think the Warriors wanted him. Men. a couple of years ago. Look
4: at me throwing out a side LeBron lob out of nowhere. Go ahead. Uh, LeBron <laughs> with
6: 25 and 12 assists in this win last night. He is joined in the West starting five by Luka, KD, Jokic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It's Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid from the East. All-star weekends in Indy next month. It's apparently going to include a three-point shootout between Steph Curry and WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu.
4: Do you know who holds the record for the most points in a three-point competition? Sabrina. <laughs> I think. I think I gotta bring her out and be like, we gotta sell this once and for
6: all. I know that's what they said. I'm talking to my agent about it because my
8: agent Curry's
6: said of India, y'all probably not do something.
4: I think I got a challenge.
6: Lit, Hell yeah. It'd be lit. Uh, it'd be lit, and that was somehow caught by TNT Microphones last night. Uh, oh, wow, how? Yeah, I don't know how. What a stroke
5: of luck for those guys. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, rookie, Brandon Podjanski, come here. Let me just ask you yeah, some her things Her agent's about... my agent. Yeah. Shocker. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait,
2: hold on. This is not exactly setting up like the Billy Jean King, Bobby Riggs, Battle of the Sexes. I'm not getting that vibe. From this challenge should I be
5: yes okay. this is awesome
2: no it's awesome no, no, I, I, I feel like, like the stakes they're not setting it up like a battle of the sexes type thing
5: I think they will I mean this is this I mean that we got this reporting very recently yeah I think it, the only thing I wish they would have done and look Sabrina had that crazy three point she dropped last year where she made like 20 at 30 or whatever she did something that we'd never seen before I would love to have seen them do two women's and men's three-point contest but at the end of the day the, uh, like mixed
2: teams? You yeah,
5: know? no. I mean, like, so in college, when you do the college one, it's a women's and men's that they do. And okay. then the champions face off at the end. Oh, interesting. And with the way the Sandalson contest has kind of been a dud, this could have been the way you end All-Star Saturday night. is You have the three-point contest and then have this thing. Instead of just having, all right, Sabrina and Steph, two people who won't be in the contest, just face off randomly. Right, right. A little weird.
2: Put a, put some more stakes on it. Right. Yeah. And make it a real competition. As opposed to just some kind of uh publicity. One-off,
4: right. Do you know how we gave you a hard time about the in-season tournament? Take the NBA Skills Competition <laughs> and bury it underneath the ocean <laughs> in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> I'm Triangle. sorry if you're into that, EJ. I cannot go there with you. The NBA Skills you Night what, the is awful. Shootout? Oh, even the three-point—it's nothing like when I was a kid. Not anymore. What? It's they so shoot way better bad. Now. What do you mean? It's so bad. I
2: mean, Carl Anthony Townsend oh, won it. I that mean, was they, was put w- they put
4: a they put a G Leaguer won the dunk contest last year. I asked you about the three-point shootout. <laughs> Honestly, who I don't even know who wins them anymore. It's those things are way jump the shark. I don't know who wins them, but they're bad. That's Pearl off <laughs> Oh, you think? Oh, you, okay. You you think I'm alone not caring about the NBA Skills Competition? At the, it's a waste of a night. Oh, it used to be cool when I was a kid. Oh yes, yeah, so when de-
5: library made 10 threes. Yeah, out then thir- walk out off. 30, it was awesome. But when Steph made 28 out of 30, it was awesome. Oh, they that, have like lime sucks. green
4: balls and my, no one even knows the rules or what's going on.
2: Wait, it, I love the extra ball, the one at the end that's a different color than all the yeah, rest of now, them. Yeah, now but now there's a whole else. rack.
4: Did yeah, you even whole know there's rack a, whole, yes. a rack of money balls. There's a rack of money balls and they're not they're not ABA colored like they used to be. It's there's like marketing and it's a oh, terrible I don't mind the skills
2: competition. I just don't like it when they will shoehorn some kind of Steph Curry Aisha Curry game show that uh, also yeah. has so <laughs> I like the skill stuff is fine. It's what it is, but don't you don't have to give me all the other
5: no, and no. by the way, you talk about G-leaguers, but Matt McClung went out there and put on an absolute show last year. It was great. And, it was and great. he hasn't this been this, in the I...
2: NBA since.
6: That was the problem from the well, beginning. That's the right, but but, no, <laughs> but yeah. the whole league of right, right. dudes who were like, ah, I'm good. So we had to go to the minors and get okay. a guy who we okay, never saw you, again. Okay,
5: but were you not entertained? I was entertained. I was not entertained. Was okay. Maggie, you watched the Saturday event? I, I
2: did. I've got a young child at home. I don't do anything. <laughs> I, You're saying Mac
4: McClung versus <laughs> Terrence Ross, I don't even know who the other guys were, is better than Dominique versus Michael Nobody, Jordan? See,
5: like You always do that. It's always the, well, in mean, my day, it was... The, and, like, I'm telling you, better. what they're today was, was fine. This, this one works. EJ, sometimes <laughs> you don't
4: understand... <laughs> that you are in a small minority of people who don't hate the NBA skills competition. <laughs> it is the lamest thing on the sports calendar. Are you serious? That one where the they plumble. like throw it into a about? little Downs, net.
8: Hoops?
6: Come yeah, on. come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, oh well, when Steve Nash did, it was cool. when it's like Laurie and I was like, I don't know if I need to it, wasn't but it was cool
6: Steve City. Nash. He's dribbling with his left hand. How did he do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the three point is fine. It cannot save the other two things. They are dead in the water. What no, about the skills. I think the skills, think the skills is contest. bad. The dunk
5: contest has had trouble. The three point shootout has always been great, and it's and the, the idea that it's somehow struggled because I don't know. Steph Curry won a couple years ago. I don't. Know, this idea that G leaguers are playing in it, it's just but, but not they, true. they're
7: always shooting threes these days. It's not like back then when, when Larry Bird, <laughs> <laughs> when, when guys actually made layups. You know, now there's there's a, they're it's shooting good threes point. all the time. They're shooting threes all the time, so we see it all the time. That's where the luster I think comes off it.
2: You know what? I think it's a great point by Pete. At first, I thought you were saying the three-point competition is boring because they're only shooting threes, and I was like, wait a minute, that's that the point. Too. No, your point that is too. great. <laughs> they should they should mix it up a little bit. Low, you know what?
6: Lower the, Just go to the, the rim. No one's playing defense. Lower the rock and jock
7: rims. Let's, let's do the uh, the four-point baskets and the uh, five-point bed. Whatever they whatever I think they did. I
2: think Pete's right though. I think sometimes it is hard to watch NBA games when you're jacking up forty threes a game. Like it's not special anymore. So, yeah, yeah, so you, guys, guys,
5: the, you guys are just
4: ridiculous. I Let's like I'm I, guys, I like the new are. style. I like the games. I don't like the skills
6: competition anymore. I
2: get where Pete's coming from. It's like one of the bigger criticisms of the NBA. Well, right, cuz
6: like even when we were growing up, sorry EJ, like cr- there were guys who all they did was shoot threes. So, like, Craig Hodges got to be fun for a night. Now the league is full of mm. Craig Hodges. Yeah,
7: all Right. Exactly. And and people like the NFL uh, skills competition because, well, now they have. <laughs> oh, <or>, no, <laughs> okay. no, I'm okay. had to
5: go to
2: dodgeball. Pretty
7: uh, no, yeah, okay. rough no, over there for the people NFL. People like that because of the kids. Kids like to flag football that, they,
5: that oh, they play. Kids don't like the slam dunk. Con- uh, get get out of here.
7: It's all
2: kids. Right. All you all you, serious right now? It's all for kids. Can
5: I tell you. Uh, you know We're I love
2: watching it for some reason But it's all for kids
4: I watch NBA TV Hardwood Classics Pretty much over anything It's my favorite thing in the world I watched a 1989 Dunk concert test the other day, and guys would take two dribbles and do an
5: over-the-head dunk with no flair on it, and they'd be like, ooh, that's a 42. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> like, yeah. It has evolved. We <laughs> we were been a wizard that he tried to do a dunk in the 1985 dunk contest the way he was doing last year. Like, come on, guys.
7: When they started dunking over cars, that, yeah. that, you, you lost me there.
5: Well, it used to be, the
4: dunk contest has evolved greatly. Like, they used to be super lame. Even the Michael Jordan from the foul line wasn't even that excited. Like, they were...
2: Also, the dunk yeah. contest is something that really benefits from an edit. When you're watching it in real time and guys missing dunks and it takes a while and there's a lot of downtime, now they've they've sped it up, so good for them.
4: Yeah, yeah. That's so right. I'm like, oh, look, Terrence Stansberry clanked one again.
2: (laughs) See? It's (laughs) it's really better for social media. To watch the
7: bloopers of that. That, That'll be a good (laughs)
2: video. Actually, that probably is. I bet that video has a million views. You know what? You by the know way, we're what, back up on YouTube. YouTube.
7: By the way, you know what?
4: The is. dunk has Is when a guy's you know try, try to throw it off the side of the backboard and they have to like throw it like nine times. You're sitting there watching him walk back and forth. I always,
2: <laughs> I always feel bad for the dude who's got to stand there with a, some his friend jumping over his head. I'm oh, like, you're just getting a lot of undercarriage yeah. there.
6: Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah. No, nine <laughs>
2: times in a row. Your friends just like, and here's my junk, and here's oh. my junk, and here's yeah. my yeah. junk.
7: Here's you did here's my junk. <laughs> like, we did this seventeen times already. Why doing it again? I'm
2: like intimately familiar now. With everything yeah. you got going on, this is like when the quarterbacks could tell who their yeah. centers were if they were blindfolded. Yep. It's like we're in that territory. <laughs> oh,
7: now. jockey. Ah.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing sadder, too, when when you try that dunk, you try that dunk, and you're like, you're not hitting that dunk, so you tell the friend, can you just move to the left? I'm just going to windmill it. (laughs) There's nothing sadder than the, uh, I can't do the hard dunk. I'm just going to get one in just so we can move on.
2: (laughs) The producer's got a headset on, just like, hurry it up, hurry (laughs) it up. Bill, sorry,
4: you have to go back to the stands. I just can't jump over (laughs) you.
2: (laughs) Was there anything else? But this was an update. It doesn't matter. Here's your junk. (laughs) Sports are
6: happening. Back to you.
2: We do have a lot of sports today. The sports will be sportsing. Can the Niners win with a limited Debo Samuel? We'll get that answer to you in just a moment. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, encouraging stuff coming out of San Francisco, Perloff, when it comes to Debo Samuel. Now, he wasn't
3: redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment down payment. Tax and delivery may be required. See store for details.
2: but was able to do some running and things could be trending in a good direction. Now here's the thing. Is he going to be a hundred percent? I think that would be insane to think he's a hundred percent. He hurt the same shoulder that he did have the hairline fracture in earlier this season that caused him to miss three games.
4: Yeah. I mean, you got two things, you, whatever they're going to shoot into him and you have adrenaline and you have just the fact that Debo is probably one of the toughest players in the NFL. So I think if you get any Debo, that's good. I just have this vision where he's going to limp off at some point because he limped off twice in this game. One, his shoe fell off. But I do worry that he won't last the whole game. If uh, I was betting a Debo prop, I would go under because he doesn't know how to run in any other way. He's going to go full strength. Uh, This is definitely good for San Francisco. I think Debo is a confidence thing for Brock Purdy, too. Just knowing he's out on the field seems to give Purdy some ease.
2: Well, that and... you can just look at the record that they have yeah. with Debo not on the field versus on the field. Now, I don't know how much the – here's the thing about Debo. I think you're right. It's more of a confidence thing. It's not like when Debo wasn't playing that the offense got totally broken for San Francisco. Like, all of a sudden now they can't move the ball.
4: A little bit. No. I don't
2: think so. I mean, they lost – what was the game in, in Cleveland that they lost in the rain? It was like State 31-30, seven. wasn't it?
4: No, I think it's seventeen points three weeks in a row. I saw. Oh,
2: that was Minnesota. I know that game yeah. was tough.
4: Oh, did they get it that high in Cleveland? I, I know, thought it was, it was
2: pretty high. That it's. I think there's still. A, that's the whole thing about the 49ers. There's still enough weapons there. There should be enough weapons there for Brock Purdy to be able to take well, advantage. And in this particular game, you're talking about taking advantage of more of the explosive plays down the field because the Lions secondary has been their Achilles heel.
4: I think, and we'll break down the game more later, the key for Brock Purdy is don't throw interceptions. Wow. Because remember the Baltimore game, when he when he starts to lose it, he just throws it right to the other team. So I, they outgained Baltimore in that blowout loss by 100 yards. Like, they can move the ball. Right. The question is, can Purdy avoid mistakes? I mean, honestly, Green Bay should have had two picks, and one of them should have been a pick six. So I think with a guy like uh, Samuel, you can control the ball, keep everything a little more calm for Purdy.
2: Let's go to the phones. Rich is in Chicago. Good morning, Rich. What's up?
0: Morning, guys. Hey, uh, I wanted to throw this out and see what, what your state says. I was really surprised. I guess not really because I guess they're playing in Baltimore. But I don't understand how Baltimore is a favorite and his why. When you take a look at what I think are the critical factors that you can quantify, they talk about the Ravens' defense. Well, it's ranked... It's ranked sixth. The Chiefs are ranked second. So statistically, the Chiefs have a better defense. Then you've got to look at, obviously, the quarterbacks, which kind of stir the stir the drink. Yeah. Jackson hasn't won anything. Mahomes is there every year, so yeah. you've got to give the check mark to probably the Chiefs. Then you've got to look at things that you can't control. So that would be the kickers. And special teams, which you're probably uh, near and dear to after watching Buffalo.
2: Thanks, Rich. Didn't oh. have to uh, rub the salt in the wound, all right? Well done, Rich. Well, no. I
0: was just talking about what could be the difference in a tight game.
4: Which is uh, Baltimore's favorite.
0: Uh, no. Butker is at 94.3% on on accurate kicks and Tucker's at 86. So check, check Kansas City. And how about this? Then throw it on top. Things happen, as you know excuse me, that are crazy on special teams. This is the total year rank for special teams by team. The Chiefs are number one, and the Ravens are number seven. So you can look at any variable you want to look at.
2: And you think the Chiefs have the, the edge spot. in all of those critical places?
0: Yeah, and, just, they're, and they're a three-point dog.
2: Uh, it's, it's actually uh, up to four, Rich. Thank you so much. Sorry, we hear the music there. We got to get out. But the spread has climbed. The yeah. money pouring in on Baltimore.
4: Oh, that makes me super nervous. but I don't agree with that Justin Tucker thing because Justin Tucker is
2: God. A five five two one two for CBS. Uh, we get more into this game both of the games. Would a loss for Lamar be
3: unforgivable? Get to that.